Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi there, and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles. I'm your host, Mick Shepherd, and today I'm joined by Matthew Rowe. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hi, Mick. Thanks for having me. Um, I appreciate all the effort that you've put in with your podcast. So thank you. No, thank you. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate that. Um, and, yeah, it's definitely something that um, is inspiring every time I talk to to one of my guests and get feedback and uh yeah it's definitely uh something special I I think and more than happy to talk to everyone who wants to talk and and yeah welcome to the show thank you yeah I I see a benefit uh yeah to to people that listen to the show um yeah the uh we're all part of community um and uh yeah it's important that um people can benefit you know small or large you know from what people have to say yeah cheers uh so whereabouts do you fit into the adoption triangle um in terms of the when i was adopted or yeah so you're an adopted person yeah 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 cool so um yeah so i was uh i was conceived in perth mm-hmm. but um put up for adoption in sydney i'm sydney born and and and, and raised yep uh, all my life and um 
yeah um and you know I've, it was never a secret uh, my yep. parents always told me that i was adopted and um yeah uh, didn't understand what that meant when i was a child yeah um yeah you know i'd be bragging to my uh, my mates yeah, I think well, I think the first time when I was eight or nine or something, oh, I'm adopted because yep. I thought it was yeah, you know, I was special or something different yep. that they were. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't until years later that I fully understand what I understood what that actually meant. Yeah, um, but, but I um, I've got the benefit of meeting a lot of my biological family. Yep, um, and um, but um, I, I view my parents no differently uh, than my parents. They yeah. they raised me absolutely uh, from a baby uh, to to adulthood, um, and so yeah. And, and I've been fortunate enough to be a parent myself. Yep. And so once you realise, yeah, you know, that there's a lot of hard work in being a parent and and trying to be a good parent you realize the effort that your parents put in on you yeah absolutely um, um so uh, and sorry i was gonna say just let's wind it back somewhat um you said yeah. that when you were a kid you didn't understand what being adopted meant but you do now yeah when yeah. the penny dropped what how did that change did that change you at all or like oh now i know what adoption is and what happened to me did that affect you in any way probably not probably like uh, most males um i uh, yeah i was probably uh, emotionally underdeveloped in my um i don't know late teens you know yep. 15 16 17 18 19 um where life was all around being you know, being a teenager, self-interested, uh, who was eating, sleeping, and playing sport. That was very my much, whole life. Very uh, much in the moment. And, uh, yeah, that's right. And I didn't even think about it, you know? Yeah. I had, uh, you know, uh, safety and security. I had a roof over my head. I had more than enough food. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, glad I don't live with my parents today. I'd be obese. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it didn't... Yeah, certainly living in the moment, not thinking about it. Yeah, yep. yeah, I'm adopted, uh, and yeah, you know, I look different from my parents. So genetically, yeah, I, I don't look like them, uh -huh. uh, but they're my parents, and yeah. I never thought anything else. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I didn't really think about it. My my sister's also adopted. Okay, um, so she's a little a couple of years younger than me. Yeah, um, not we're not genetically related, but she's my sister. We yeah. grew up together. Absolutely. Um, and she was, yeah, more interested um, than I was. I didn't even think about it. You know, right. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. Living in the moment. Yeah. Uh, uh, playing footy, um, catching up with my mates, starting my career, and so uh, yeah, didn't uh, didn't really stop to think about it. Right. Too much. Um, uh, and it wasn't. Um, I had a job. It wasn't too long, but. I uh, made a friend at um, at that work, and um, and she, yeah, mentioned she was adopted. Right. She, yeah, it's not something that I would raise as a yeah, of course, a, a male. It was about twenty. It's just wasn't thinking about it. it was about earning money, mm -hmm. um, playing footy on the weekends, and you know, being fairly simple. And yeah, 
she had a horrific experience yeah right um with um her biological mother coming back into her life yeah and in some ways that sort of um yeah sort of buried um my uh any any notion of of searching for my biological family in fact i didn't even think about it yeah okay um uh my my sister was was very keen yep um so at about this time would this have been when the laws changed in new south wales to free up freedom of information and how you could search for each other uh i can't remember that far back right um so possibly but i wouldn't have been interested in it anyway yep um and and so uh i yeah so what am i in my 50s and so at the time you know 19 or 20 just as it wasn't on the radar yeah uh, something that i actually thought about yeah um yeah i had good parents uh, i was yeah busy yeah yeah busy, busy, busy so i didn't even think about, about it so um, and after um, a friend from work was explaining her experience, I'm going, well, maybe it's a door just to keep shut because mm. um, you, you, you certainly don't know what you're going to open up to. No. Pandora's box, potentially. It, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and, and so, no, just, you know, chugged along didn't even think about it really yep so i guess and you've mentioned that you've uh had contact with your biological uh parents yeah how did that come about did they look you up yeah they did actually um and it's quite slightly bizarre right um and we're talking when i'm i'm 30 right and and this was the uh when i was in the 90s so um it was i'd been away for a weekend with my girlfriend and yep. i think i did have a i had a mobile phone at that stage for work I, and i had my own coffee business at that stage right and so we'd been away for the weekend and and my parents were still landline people uh-huh. and they'd moved out of sydney and had a hobby farm outside of um uh dyer's crossing uh up mid north coast way yep and uh it was um it was quite bizarre so you know my mum called me um we'd been away and uh yeah at, at my girlfriend's parents place because yeah in the old days that's what you used to do yeah and yet they're the, still in that mindset of no one has a landline today it's all mobile absolutely different mindset and uh yeah she didn't even i kind of remember where we went to that she didn't even think about calling me on the mobile. She yeah. waited till like, yeah, Sunday night roast at um, my girlfriend's place. Um, then uh, she said, uh, I, was, I, was, "I remember it because I was on the phone. Uh, in it was quite an open space where the um, uh, my girlfriend's parents had their phone, and uh, my mother said, your biological parents.'" Uh, want to meet you and i was going oh i was caught off guard and yeah. again i was yeah busy yeah yeah I'd, yeah had a girlfriend uh quit playing footy because i had a, a coffee business at that stage and um yeah just my life was full yeah yeah um and so there was no need to 
you know, go searching on anything. So and I was, I was yeah, yeah, taken aback a little bit yeah. after 30 years that, um, oh, okay. Uh, and so um, uh, really, uh, it, yeah, it took me off guard, I suppose. Yeah, and, yeah. And so uh, I, I told my mum that I'd, I'd sit on it uh, yeah. a, a few days. Yep. And before, you know, to, you know, I like to think about something, then I'm in. Right. Or I'm out. Yeah. You know, just, you know, give it a bit of thought and then commit or don't commit and that's it. You know, fairly black and white. Yeah, yeah. And so after a few days and I said, yep, that's fine. And it was um, a really amazing guy um, from the, uh, the part, uh, I think, the Office of Deaths, Births and Marriages, a guy called Bob Miller. Yep. And he was pretty amazing guy did a, um i think he's helped a lot of uh people in their reunions over the years and uh yeah it was it was really bizarre both my biological parents were tracking me down at wow. the same time and they were in perth right was it were and, they uh, doing that separately or were they together or uh, no, no 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 separately right and um and it wasn't until yeah i I got the story on it years later. Um, yeah, why? And um, it was quite bizarre, really. And and uh, I think it was uh, so. We'd gone back to Bob Miller and said, "Yep, yeah, happy to meet my parents, uh, biological parents." And it was really a race to come and meet me. Yeah, and, right. Uh, my uh, biological mum, uh, Mel. She flew over yep. uh, to meet me, so she was the first to get here, right? And and meet me. And I remember on a on a Saturday. So again, you know, you, you don't know what you're opening the door to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bob had a little bit of background, and you know, felt it was fairly safe. That I was quite impressed how he he handled it. It was a Saturday. Yep. And uh, which was quite amazing for a, a guy like that to give up his Saturday to come in and use his office. Yeah. And so my mum came down and. Uh, my sister that lived in the, the Shire and we were going to meet in the office and uh, for one hour. So my mum and um, Hazel, Mel's sister, would go for coffee. Bob would leave myself with Mel in the, uh, in the office and we'd talk for an hour. Right. And obviously deep inside there's, you know, all these questions you really want to ask, but maybe because I was just had pushed it down deep inside that I wasn't, uh, yeah, I didn't want to open that door. So I just kept all that, um, yeah. those things pushed deep inside. But, yeah, Absolutely. we had an hour and yep. then we'd make a decision whether things were going to progress or we're just going to shut the door on it. Right. And, uh, and so, uh, yeah, no, it was, it was quite, um, yeah, it was quite, I can still remember it. It was quite bizarre, really surreal, you know, mm. just, uh, Mel was physically shake, shaking, um, and the I, I suppose you know the feeling at the time was this feeling, and the question, the only question that I could think of that came up, you know, after having not dealing with uh, uh, emotions, is why did you give me away? Yeah, um, and that was I always remember that and. Yeah, and we we get on. We're still really good friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I like having that sort of friendship, 
Um, and anyway, so after the hour, Bob came back because that's enough. You know, yep. want to be stuck there all afternoon. We all went to lunch, made a decision that we'll keep in touch. Right. And, Did you uh, ask the question and, during that hour? Um, yes. Uh, well, not, I didn't actually end up having to ask it because right. the first half an hour was, uh, uh, talking a little bit individually about ourselves and who yep. we were and where we we're at. And then later on that, um, that, that, uh, Mel explained the situation and, um, yeah, the circumstance of giving up for adoption. And so, um, the yeah and it was um yeah and i yeah i i think that was it was fine yeah um I, okay, yeah um and we're talking in the 60s i was born in 66 yeah and there was no um welfare state that we've got today yeah um there was no support uh and and i and then i tried to put i put my myself uh in mel's position and she had no choice yeah um she was engaged to be married to my older father, John. Um, and and again, I get two side, different sides of the story on, yeah, him calling off the engagement, and um, and she was pregnant with me, uh, and um, her parents put on a boat. You know, obviously being a single mother in the sixties wasn't the the done thing there was no, no support mm. uh, i think her family were too embarrassed but they put her on a ship i think it was and and she came to sydney and gave me up for adoption wow and um yeah uh and and you know you I'm, I'm, i tried to take myself back and put myself in her shoes i, I couldn't think of anything more horrific yeah um without a lot of family support yeah um her sister hazel was in sydney um and yeah i, I you know after being a parent and every child is a gift yeah um, and, and i and i so, often think that exact same thing in that it would be the most hard decision to make as a parent to give your child up for adoption and mm, I think mm. sometimes we might not forget because I don't think we can forget, but I think in general the conversation can gloss over that somewhat sometimes and mm. even to the point where it's now, especially in the earlier days, the 30s, 40s, 50s and up to the 70s, that there's it's essentially classified as forced adoption, but it's, I don't even like that term because society dictated that. The societal yeah. pressure on single mums, I can't imagine how intense that would be for them. I, I, I think, and only after, yeah, having, uh, well, two kids, yeah. I, I obviously didn't carry them for nine months. No. Um, yeah, so I, I do think there's there's a generally a, a fairly strong bond between the mother and the children because mm. they've carried them for nine yeah. months. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and and this uh, unfolded. So in that early period after we'd met, you know, we didn't everything wasn't sort of 
given up in the one hour yeah, over yeah. a period of years and getting all the information. And obviously, Mel feels guilty. And, you know, said, look, you know, you imagine, I, I try and put myself back, you know, you didn't have the welfare system, there mm-hmm. was no support, um, you know, mental health workers or counselling or whatever, um, to have you yeah, you're there, you're given birth, and the nurse comes in, takes your child. I mean, how how deflated and depressed would you feel mm. after carrying a baby to term um, and then just having it taken away uh, yeah. after physically carrying something? So, yeah, horrific, absolutely horrific. So, yeah, yeah I don't – yeah, obviously she's – feels guilt and we talk about that every couple of years and, and I, you know, take it back and said, imagine what our lives would have been. Would yeah. have been hell. We would have been in housing commission. Um, yeah. Uh, not that that's a, an issue, but, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, at that time, um, a lot of single mums were seen as hussies and, mm-hmm. you know, ostracised from general uh, society. That's sort of where I'm going with that rather yeah. than today. You know, see a single mum and think, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the norm. You know, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was, um, yeah, so I've got quite a good relationship with, with Mel. Um, and, I'm, and I'm glad that the yeah. door, they opened the door. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't I, I don't think I would have, um, yeah, um, but I'm, I'm lucky that they did. Yeah, absolutely. So the race was won by your birth mother. How yeah. did you um, meet up with your birth father? Well, he's he's an interesting guy. I, I think he's quite eccentric, and in some way I thought that he'd had some sort of mental breakdown in part of his life. Right. Um, and uh, after 30 years... Um, he wanted to put his name on my birth certificate. Okay. Like so, she uh-huh. um, had, uh, you know, he must have hired a um, in, uh, a private investigator or someone to track it down because she was living north, right, uh, east of Perth on five acres and led a pretty private life. And and she gets this letter in. In the post, and we're talking in the nineties, yeah. You know, so um, that he would like her to sign this form to put his name on my original birth certificate, and that freaked her out. Yeah, um, and that that sort of sparked a race to track me down. So it took another year to get to Sydney because he drove. Right. Um, his his then wife um, didn't fly, and so he drove all the way from Perth to Sydney. Okay. Um, and he liked having kids. So um, it was interesting because I've got um, all up, he had seven kids. Wow. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was certainly very, very different. Yeah. Uh, um, and, again, uh, yeah, different stories um, on why it didn't work out and, uh yeah, they were engaged to be married and um, Mel got pregnant with me and he dropped her at the altar, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it, it is what it is. Uh, but that, that was that was quite interesting. <laughs> so he was fairly straight to, 
straight to the point when yep. he when he came to things and the community was in. Um, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, very very different. Yeah, um, I think at one stage, yeah, he was a um, self educated sort of guy as okay. a builder and a, and a bit of a workaholic. Yeah, and um, yeah, I didn't have the same relationship with him. Yeah, because um, um, he used to write a lot. Both of them wrote letters um, to me. Um, he used to write a lot and. I think maybe there's an element of guilt that there. Yeah. Um, who knows? Maybe he did do the wrong thing by by Mel, and um, and but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Life life goes on, and as I said, every 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 child is a gift. Yeah. Um, and and I I needed um, Mel and John. For me to exist, of course, and yeah. uh, and and I've been quite blessed. I've got great parents. Uh, are they perfect? Far, far from it. Um, but they're good people, and I've never really wanted for for anything. You know? yeah. That's why you know I was very content in my life. You know, I managed to get to you know play you know reasonable level of sport, and um, yeah, I was I was well fed, and they were kind of really good. Um, community people um, yep. as i got older um my household was known for getting a, a feed my mum was a big feeder yeah um so anyone that all my mates would turn up she'd always make sure that they were well fed and yeah uh, and so a lot of my mates would always drop in even when i wasn't there knowing that my mum would feed the yeah, you know, yeah. sort of teenage boys early 20s um and so it was quite good so um, they were good people, so I didn't really have, um, a, yeah, yeah, I was well loved, is is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So, and that's all we want in life, really, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. So, um, but yeah, having said that, I'm I'm glad that the the door was open, and uh, yeah, I've, I've met some of my um, siblings, not all of them. Yep. Um Once deceased. Oh. Um, you know, I've spoken to the other ones because they're all over the country, right. like Perth and Adelaide and at one stage um, Darwin and Alice Springs. So, yeah, um, yeah. And, you, and life gets in the way. Of course. So, yeah. Have they generally received you well? Um, it was it was kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, Mel's family, uh, I had, uh, she had three other kids who was in fact her life worked out really well um she uh, after she gave me up she moved to brisbane and and met a man that um yeah uh she was deeply in love with and her life really worked out Excellent. Um, in terms of marriage and having three yeah three great kids mm-hmm. um and and a good life and it was a bit bizarre because i went over um, to meet them, so I uh, flew over to meet them, and she'd um, she'd never told them that I existed, oh. and uh, uh, because yeah, there's no point yeah you know, her opening the door on something that they may never meet me yeah or, of course yeah there's someone out there yeah you know, why why create more problems than than needed to be and then when we decided that we'd uh, keep in touch then she went back. Um, to Perth and called a family meeting. 
Yeah. Uh, and um, and she'd had bowel cancer, and uh, oh. the kids all thought that um, the cancer had come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the uh, and yeah, they were obviously shocked and um, that that I existed, and yeah, the the, the older um, my older half sister Mel's, uh, she was sort of I think taken a little bit aback um, in terms of because she actually wrote me a letter. Right. Wasn't uh, she was top of the the tree in her household, being the oldest, and uh-huh. yeah, and um, and then all of a sudden she's discovered that there's an older brother, so she wasn't the first child, and mm. and all that kind of stuff. And I suppose it's you know I was what was I? I think I was thirty one, and and she was uh, I think five or six years younger. So yeah, still growing up, and yeah, you know, and I suppose it would be a bit of a shock, and yeah, yeah, you're number one child, uh, and then all of a sudden there's someone else that's yeah, that's your senior, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, no, we, you know, I, mean, I, I wrote back, and when we, when I got over and met there, you know, there's no threat because I've got my own family. I didn't yeah. grow up in that family, yeah. And uh, so yeah, and that, they're they're great people. Um, all all three Mel's kids, yep. all my siblings, yeah. Uh, and on John's side, um, yeah, I, I, I they, I, I, I remember um, that. Um, Peter, um, on John's side, he rang me up. He was so angry when he oh, found really? that I existed because they're older. Right. Right. So John was married before he, he uh, met Marilyn, so he had three older kids. Right. And so, um, and that was kind of nice that, um, you know, that he cared. You know, he rang up from Adelaide and you know, yep. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it was, it was nice. He's a really good guy. Um, so, yeah, and, it, and it's, it, it's nice to have those sort of relationships. Yeah. With those people, and that's that's a big part of the story too. Is building those relationships that with the with our brothers and sisters, they mm. didn't have. Well, none of us have a choice in anything. Um, however, how we get received is quite interesting, and it can be from all ends of the spectrum. Mm. I, I find it, yeah, it was, I thought about a story here. Um, John, I, I think, so he was divorced, three kids, met Marilyn, yep. um, uh, engaged, called that off, end up marrying someone else, and then he had another three kids, and that was a, a, a rocky marriage. Yep. Um, and then, you know, he ended up getting divorced, uh, you know, from from that, so that you know certainly had a you know ups and downs in in his life. Yeah, um, and he'd write me some really bizarre letters. Um, yeah, uh, one pages, and uh, and it, it it almost felt like that he was offloading all the stuff in his life. Um, yeah, and. Uh, yeah, because yeah, obviously my siblings um, that had him as yeah you know, a parent, you know, there was there was quite rocky roads mm. that he was on, um, 
and and I and I feel for them because I, I didn't have to experience it. Yeah. Um, um, and um, it wasn't. Um, I was roasting coffee, so I was in the coffee business for a while. Right. And I went to New Zealand to roast. So my uh, mentor, um, uh, a guy called Craig Craig Miller, he was also adopted and um, from a Scottish background. Right. And uh, you know, I'd, I'd you know show Craig these letters that John was was sending me, and yeah, you know, obviously John wanted to be honest, but. Um, he didn't know if I was unstable. He was like just letting all bleh, out of his yeah. life on paper, yeah, um, emotionally as a as a venting point, yeah. I, I suppose. And, and Craig saying, "Oh, well, you you can accept it or reject it, or, or as I did, filter it." And yeah. uh, some ways, I feel sorry for John um, because he's, yeah, I think he's he's made a few errors in his life, and and. Um, uh, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, but Craig had written to his. He Craig was also adopted. He's a bit older than me. Yeah. Um, and he, um, yeah, well before email and everything, wrote to them in um, in in, uh, in in Scotland. And he had, um, I think, I think he was divorced, but he had custody of his three kids in New Zealand. And you know, he went on planned a trip to go to Scotland to meet his biological family. And when he got all the way over there, they didn't want to see him oh. after initially saying, yes, we'd love to meet you. And I couldn't think of anything more horrific. Yeah. But, yeah, he was such a good mentor to me in, in my life because he was the champion of filtering things, you know, yeah. self-reflecting and and um, critically um, thinking about something. Um, and... Yeah, and that's yeah, you know, I try and do that myself. You know, you've got to self reflect and yeah, think critically about it and um and then just filter it wherever you can. Mm. And yeah, that's some really pointed advice too, because I was gonna ask you how did you feel when you got those letters from John? Um Well sh- bit 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 shocked at first and um uh yeah it, it, it yeah it was, there was some yeah really really bizarre uh sort of stuff and they were kind of it was quite a yeah um mel remembers him when they first met he lived in scarborough he had custody of three kids yeah um he had a milk run um that he used to do in the morning and then he was a builder and then he would be yeah like obviously a workaholic and then yeah um uh, yeah, and you know, he got government contracts to um, build indigenous housing outside of Perth, and yep. so he's really well driven. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, some of my um, siblings on on his side don't call him Dad; they call him John. Wow. Um, and and yeah, because yeah, he was maybe not there a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I love my siblings, the ones that I know. You know, they're unreal. They're great mm. people. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't have to grow up in that household. Yeah. So, um, so I don't know who who am I to judge? I don't. I don't yeah. know. Uh, in the end, it was um, you know uh, before he, he passed, and it was quite a sad end to his life. He was living south of Perth, and he was 
um, I think it was early 80s, and uh, he was servicing his car, and the the, the jack slipped and crushed him. Um, and I, I think it's quite a sad ending to yeah. his life because I think he was quite intelligent, but quite eccentric. Yeah. Um, and um, but yeah, I mean, again, yeah, I, I I got on with him, but it was. You know, I felt uh, some of his letters were dumping some of the things that he issues that his yeah he had um, so um, but yeah I mean yeah and genetically I mean I think he was Mister W and he's you know trained a lot of weights and he's a big guy uh, oh okay you know it's funny when I first met him I'm I'm, I'm six foot and so genetically yeah you know, I'm quite yeah, reasonably gifted athletic. Well, yep. not anymore, but yeah, yeah. you know, used to be. But um, when I first met him, he was in his sixties, right. and uh, obviously being a builder and a workaholic. He, yeah, you know, when you, it's funny when you meet another man, yeah, and your hand just disappears into their hands. He like had baseball yep. mitts. He wow, had the biggest hands. He had big shoulders. You know, you could see he's a guy that's worked hard yeah. his whole life. Yeah. Um, but um, it's probably made some bad decisions. And obviously, like, it was bizarre, you know, because um, Mel said after 30 years, you get a letter in the um, in the post um, from John that you haven't heard from since he, he dropped you at the altar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you sign this, please? Yeah, that was wow. pretty much it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, that's I mean, old, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's pretty that, funny. And, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, go on. Um, it kind of leads me into another little area, a subheading, I guess, in where nature versus nurture comes in. Having met your biological parents and uh, most of your siblings, have you noticed yeah. anything genetically similar, whether it's personality, uh, character traits, things that you like? Uh, and opposite to that with your adoptive family, and then at the same time, the nurture part where you are the sum, well, some of you is created by your environment and how you're brought up. If, have you noticed any differences or similarities in that type of conversation? Well, yeah, that's that's yeah, because that's the debate, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I think about it all the time nurture versus nature. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, um, Kerry, my older half sister, said, "I, oh, you know, I sound like John. I walk like John. Uh, um, yeah." And, and in my heyday, you know, I used to do a lot of weights myself. I, I didn't. This is before I, I, you know, met John or anything. So, yeah. and I was quite lucky. You know, genetically, I could go to the gym, and I was a straight mesomorph and just build muscle. Yeah, um, right. And that's all genetic. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, so I'm, uh, and my son's, you know, blessed with those genes as well. Yeah. Um, and I probably look more like Marilyn though. Right. I've got uh, the brownie hazel eyes, and um, and and so yeah, probably more look like Marilyn. But you know, sound and my mannerisms are like John, and I, I find that interesting. Yeah. Uh, because as a a parent, I, I see. Being a parent is kind of like being a trainer. Yeah. Um, you, you, you train your kids up to upskill them and develop them 
so that they can go and lead their own lives. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so, which I'm reaching the point at the moment of uh, trying to cut the apron strings with my kids that are 19 and yeah and 17. Um, they've got this whole journey in front of them, and yeah. they don't need me um, telling them what they should do, what they shouldn't do, blah 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 blah. So if I've done my job well enough, then it's over to them. Yeah. So, so yeah. yeah. So the nurture nature thing, I always find interesting. Um, and in some ways, I disagree with certain aspects. And again, I've tried and you know look at the academic research on it all. Mm-hmm. Um, my my parents, uh, uh, you know, my the, a lot of my values I think have come from uh, being in a in a, a, an environment from my parents, uh, my manners, my uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I, and I, but I, I still think yeah, both. Um, uh, Mel and and and, and John, you know, down to earth, community oriented yeah. people as well. Yeah, um, I've often but, thought um, that yeah. uh, some of your character traits are genetic. However, morals and ethics are in your, from your environment and how you're taught, mm. right from wrong. Which mm. I don't think that yeah, is genetic. So, no, I, I definitely think that is not genetic, and I think yeah. that's part of the training program is manners. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, my, my career journey is quite um, different. So I, I teach property valuation now. Yep. Um, and and, and I, I, yeah, being old-fashioned and, you yeah, know, having old-fashioned parents and, yeah, uh, I... Uh, I like those old values, mm. um, and I, I kind of in, in, instill it with my students. You know, um, if you can't say please and thank you, or you know, appreciate anything that I do for you, then you won't get more of it. So, Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I yeah, I, I totally believe that that is is um, nurture. Yeah. So, and my dad was from uh, Tamworth, and then uh, joined the navies. You know, I've got this discipline. Yeah, you know, it's always the discipline that can carry me, and that's learnt in the household. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, also, you know, I've observed with my parents if they say they're going to do something, they go and do it regardless if it's unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. So you make commitments to people, um, and so yeah. So these are the things that you observe and you and you end up living them. So. Hopefully my two will carry it on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they so. will. I'm sure they will. They've um, got a strong man as their as their dad. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I like to see that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You 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 make a commitment and you follow through with it. Yeah. And that's it. Regardless if you don't want to do it or not, um, you you you've committed. And, yeah. And that's that's it. You're done. Yeah. Absolutely, and um, yeah. Just before we um, before we round it off, um, have, if mm. you could give anyone any advice, um, in or if somebody who's about to have a similar path or has had a similar path that you've had, if you could go back in time at any point, is is there any advice that you, or even if you would go back in time and talk to yourself as a younger man, is mm. there any advice that mm. you would give yourself or someone who's listening to this in a similar situation? Um, 
yeah, I probably wouldn't have changed anything uh, because I don't think I was emotionally um, uh, developed, and that's one of the things. I mean, my my parents are great people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I've been well loved. Um, yeah, I, I've kept all the good things that I've been taught, but I'd eliminate some of the the, the bad things. I think. Uh, my dad was one of seven kids, and they lived through the depression. And yeah. and my mum, I think, went through. Well, and they have that um, sort of. He's more emotionally withdrawn, right? Sort of character. And I yeah. think that, yeah, in some ways, that yeah, you know, male, you know, you just tough it out and stuff like that. And things obviously changing, and that's a part of me that I'm trying to change because, yeah. You know, in my thirties, we'd never have this conversation. Yeah, right? I wasn't emotionally capable, and so would I be mature enough back then? Probably still not. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and again, is is my life perfect? Far from perfect. Um, but you know, I'm I'm big on community, and I'm blessed with yeah um, yeah having um, really good parents uh, and blessed that i've got um, my biological family involved as well so yeah. uh, and we all learn things from each other and um yeah so I, I probably i don't think i was emotionally capable of of opening the door on things the one thing that i do see and i do like um uh maybe because i'm adopted i don't know i'm not um you know, capable of getting, or maybe I'm not smart enough deep inside my own brain um, but I certainly like youth development yes yeah. do it um, with as I said I'm a fan I'm, I'm training my kids to yeah um, get up on their own two feet and live their own journey in life and yeah. not try and be controlled or manipulated uh, by me in any way. I yeah, mean, yeah. Uh, I, the, the thing, if I could go back, is perfection doesn't exist. And and again, I don't, and I, I don't know if it's because I'm adopted or you know it's um, my upbringing. But I, I think, and also maybe because I'm I'm now teaching, um, and I've, you know to to try and be the best parent that I could. You know, I've done a lot of child rearing and. I like Bidoff's book, Stephen Bidoff's book, Raising Boys, and I suppose the same principles apply for girls. That, um, and this flows in, you know, to to us that are adopted. Yeah. Everyone can be a mentor and have a positive impact. Yeah. On children. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like a lot of community sports. In fact, I'm doing a surf patrol this afternoon. I'm oh, nice. Surf life saving. Yeah. This um, youth development program for young people. Um, and yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. And that's where I see it. Just, I'm not biologically related to my parents, but, um, I'm, I'm so lucky that I have them as my parents. Yeah, you know? I'm, absolutely. I'm, yeah. For, for good and, and bad. So, um, and I often think of it, was it, uh, African proverb, um, a child uh, who's not embraced by the village will burn it down to feel its warmth. Um, I kind of yeah, like right. that. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know what it's like in Adelaide, but in Sydney, like it's, um, I see around the place, and this is this is opinion. So I'll just, uh, um, with 
both husband and wife busy. Um, kids almost like a, um, uh, a, a a fashion accessory, like a handbag or yeah. something, because the parents are so busy and they don't have the time to invest in their kids. Um, and you know, just because you know you've got kids, you still you've got to be involved in them. Absolutely, uh, mentor them and have other mentors around your kids to help them develop to. Because, you know, life is a journey, isn't it? It is. Uh, and I always like that. Um, I don't know if you remember that um, Steve Martin film, um, Parenthood. Yes, yep. It's quite dated. I think it's 1980s. Yeah. You know, it always stuck out to me when that advice. Yeah. Um, you could live your life, you know, uh, on the roller coaster where it's up and down, highs and lows. Yep. Um, but it's exciting and it's adventurous or on the merry-go-round. And it always stuck out for me. Yeah. I suppose in a lot of ways, um, yeah, you know, I've been on the roller coaster because, you know, I've changed careers roughly every sort of 10 years. Yep. Um, and, and it is a journey and you're just, you know, so moving forward. Yeah. I'd rather ride the roller coaster, to be honest. Yeah, well, it makes, I mean, I, I, I see, yeah, I, I, and again, as I get older, and, and we've had a, uh, my, my dad's 93, and my mum's 86, and yeah. and John was deceased years ago. So once you start seeing some death, yeah, um, you, you've got a finite period um, on, on the planet, and, uh, and so, yeah, you want to make the most of it. You do. Um, yeah. How, how can how can you make the most of it um, with what you've got? And uh, you know, I, I like that. Um, what was it? It's William Penn. What is it? Uh, expect to pass through life, but once, if there's any kindness I can show or any good thing I can do to any fellow being, let me do it now, and I will not defer or neglect it, as I shall not pass this way again. Um, and yeah, just got to keep moving forward and 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 enjoying the roller coaster ride. Yeah, that's a it's uh, really poignant. I think that's um, well said. Um, something that we can all take take. I think. Hmm. And I think that's a um, a really good way to wind it up, Matt. Thank you so much for coming Beautiful. on and telling your story. Great. Thanks, Mick. I really appreciate. Uh, the service that you do to the whole community and hopefully um yeah that um people will benefit from everyone's stories and uh, again you know the i often think yeah because we're not foolproof in life you, know, you, go, you have your ups and downs and you get depressed but yeah you know, at the end of the day you know getting out there and and having an impact and yeah assisting other people certainly maybe it's a selfishness yeah um i do a lot doing surf patrol doing my little bit of communities it's selfishness in myself for me to feel good you know, yeah doing small things helping other people out is is a benefits a lot of people and you know you feel good about it i mean it's a huge effort for you because podcast speaks up i looked at it so trying to go uh yeah there's a lot of hours involved here. there is yeah so, no. but i think it's worth it and i think that's that's, I guess, one of the little internal struggles when we do things for other people, yeah. and it does make us feel good. But I think it all depends on how 
what the reason is underlying. You know, I think the 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 benefit to me is secondary to the benefit to you as my guest, and more yeah. importantly to the listeners. Um, so whatever whatever joy I get out of doing this is purely as a response to the positiveness that comes back. It's it, it's not something, and it's the same for you, I know, in that when you go and do your work in the community with the Surf Lifesavers, you don't do it to get that joy. You do it, the joy comes back to you, and then you feel the joy. Yeah, yeah. It's a response yeah, to, yeah. It's serving. It's, it is. It's a nice. It's a nice reward, but I don't think we do it for the reward, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. No. Because it's a huge commitment, and and again, I actually feel you know telling my story when yeah, because a lot of people don't yeah you know, in, in Sydney, everyone's busy and not yeah. people interested and 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 what have you. But uh, when I tell the story, yeah, I hope someone can benefit from it yeah so i'm actually quite lucky you know because it was you know a a pretty positive experience for me and yeah um i'm 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 lucky i'm very lucky and i'm lucky to exist yeah um every child is a gift yeah every child is a gift absolutely right all righty beautiful thank you so much off to the beach that's it. Okay. I envy you. Thank you very Cheers, much. Mate. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. That was Matt Rowe coming to us from Sydney, and he's about to go out and have an afternoon at the beach. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Matt. Appreciate you telling us your story. Um, there's a few messages there, and I can't wait to uh, talk to you all again next week. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.